Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. everyone, and welcome to Violet Reiki Radio. I would like to thank the founders of this, the Seika Network, for giving me this wonderful opportunity to bring this show to the public where we will be talking each week about Reiki, all things concerning Reiki, uh, information about Reiki, the different practices, the different methods, um, all things that would have been of interest to the founder of Reiki, Mikao Usui, because Mikao Usui was a man who was interested in everything there was about life. He was a excellent martial artist. He was a Tendai Buddhist. He was a teacher. He loved metaphysics and all things metaphysical. We also talk about alternative methods of healing. We talk about holistic healing. Um, psychic ability, and as you'll see tonight, numerology and astrology with our guest, Sharita Starr. I want to uh, let you all know that my name is Rose Jimenez, and my website is www.violetrosereiki.com. I am a four-time Reiki master teacher, Sheehan. I teach four different methods of Reiki, every level from beginner, level one through to master. You can find me on Facebook as Violet Rose Reiki. And um, also, please visit my Facebook page, which is called Reiki Ward. At Reiki Ward, 
We do free distance healing for everyone and anyone who asks for it, whether it's for themselves or whether it's for a family member, a friend. We also do Reiki for animals. If you have any animals that are ill, please put a post up on Reiki Ward and we will get to it as soon as possible. Most of the time, the um, posts are answered and responded to within, I'd say, for anywhere from one hour to two, three hours. Uh, if you post very late at night, we're on Eastern Standard Time. So if you post very late at night, don't think you're being ignored, but most of us don't get on until the morning of the next day. But um, on Reiki Ward, we address the posts, we receive your post, we put it up as the ward, and we do two to three rounds of healing every day at a minimum, sometimes more. And we also place these requests on our crystal healing grid so that they're given 24-7 healing energy. We have at least two to 300 Reiki practitioners working on Reiki Ward. And they're excellent and not because of my page, but we've had some really amazing results on Reiki Ward as far as healing and, and things. So please check it out, Reiki Ward or Reiki Ward page on Facebook. And uh, we'd love to, you know, do your healing, get your, get healing done for you. So tonight, without further ado, my guest is Sharita Starr, who is an author, astrologer, numerologist, and Sharita's mission guides and supports people and businesses from all over the world in translating the tools of astrology, numerology, and lexigrams into a simple yet powerful life map for achieving success. And she has uncovered for us this evening some amazing information. Let me see if I could find her because bear with me tonight. The whole studio board has been changed since last I was on. So I'm kind of finding my way here navigating. Good evening, Sharita. Hey, Violet. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Good evening. Um, I am good on this uh, lovely September. Just past a, a new moon, and it's happy Rosh Hashanah to where happy I live. Happy Rosh Hashanah. Um, I know that this is, I think, like one of the second evenings of, um, you know, I'm, I'm not, um, in this life, I'm not Jewish, but um, <laughs> I've done this before. <laughs> I have to honor it as much in this lifetime because I wasn't raised that way. Um, but I think it's the second night of, it's not a Seder. I know that, that, that that's, um, Seders are on Passover, right? Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> Not that I'm Jewish, but I know that. <laughs> but I know you're. I know they're meant to eat. You're meant to eat apples and honey right now. So that brings in the sweet new year. I do believe that 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 is. If I'm getting that straight. <laughs> well, the funny thing about it was, I, my allergies have been making me nuts. So I I ran out of my raw honey. My oh, honey, honey is a great remedy for the uh, uh, allergies. Right. So here I am, the first night of Rosh Hashanah, and I'm just glugging down the honey, going, oh, how apropos. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome that's awesome i you know i've always respected judaism because they as a you know religion culture faith whatever you know we want to consider it and i think judaism is way more than just considered a religion it's it's a way that you know people choose to live 
they honor the lunar calendar, um, which is something astrology is uh, very into. Um, it's really knowing when it's a new moon, when it's a full moon, how to plant and time in your life in, in reference to that. And, uh, you know, uh, every time it's a new year in, chi- in Chinese, in um, Judaism, it's always right after the new moon uh, in right. September, which will either be in Virgo or Libra. So um, I love how they do that. And I know Passover relates to the full moon passing. So it's it's very interesting. Um, I, I love their honoring of that because it makes so much sense um, how to to do that. Um because this Gregorian calendar thing is a little weird. Um, it, it still makes sense in a lot of ways, but it, it causes us a lot of sacrifice timing our life in this Gregorian calendar uh, structure that we've, you know, somebody said, let's do it this way. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's a little messy, but. <laughs> it's a little messy. You got it. <laughs> it we're can get kind a little of, messy. Yeah, we're kind of stuck with it, but, you know. Yeah, I don't think but it's going to change anytime soon, so. <laughs> no, no. But uh, I just want to announce, if you'd like to call in, the phone number here in the studio to speak live with Sharita and myself is 347-677-0699. So feel free to call in if you have a question. Please press the number one so that will let us know that you're in the queue and we will take your call. So I guess to start off, Sharita, uh, tell us just a little bit about yourself and then we'll get to this amazing news we have for this evening. Yes. Um, well, what I do is I'm a, I'm a, a person of many things. <laughs> um, I, uh, I, of course, I owe all of my credit to um, what I've learned from who I really consider my mentor, uh, Linda Goodman. It was her work that. I she, she, uh, yeah, she's 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 the best. Um, it was her work that really inspired me, and uh, it was her book Star Signs, where she she relates this uh, whole concept of how. Astrology and numerology are deeply connected to one another because of these um, little things up there, up in this, up in the universe called planets. Um, both practices are guided by the same planet. So whether you're looking at, at energy of a person from the ast- astrological standpoint or you're looking at it from the numerology standpoint, you're looking at the channeling of energy through planets. Um, they guide both. And then she got into this other little thing called lexigrams, uh, which most people have no idea what that is, um, unless you read star signs, of course. And lexigrams is taking your name, a word, or even a title, and you're going to poetically phrase the anagrams that you can derive from them, like poetry or prose, and it has this uncanny way of spelling out the truth. And she she has like, you know, this numerous upon, you know, layers of examples. And she's always she's writing in capital letters throughout all throughout star signs, because uh, that's one of the rules about lexigrams. You've got to write them in, in capital letters. And um, when I got to that understanding, it was just like, wow. I mean, basically, in a nutshell, your name and birthday hold all the keys to your success. Uh, and that's really what I teach. Um mm-hmm. 
and, and to, to wrap it up in a, as quick as possible. And um, what I also have learned to understand, astrology and numerology can help you align your peace of mind in changing times because everything in our life is about change. <laughs> or if it happens if it happens suddenly they don't know what to do with it or they're they're thrown off their you know they're thrown off their course they're thrown out of their routine and the fact of the matter is there's a way that astrology and numerology is always going to tell you there's a heads up about a cycle coming your way and you know sometimes we don't have to have our foot on the gas in our life sometimes we can put that car in neutral and coast and kind of chill out, or we can just hang out at the stoplight for a while. We don't need to always have the green light being go. Um, and, you know, what? one of the cycles we have coming up, um, I don't know how familiar, and I know you are very familiar with this, Rose, so I'm sure your listeners might be as well, um, but uh, we have, you know, the Mercury retrograde coming up in October, which is always causes a little bit of tumultuousness in the universe, um, mm. because the very planet upstairs that guides our thinking, communication, movement, mentality, you know, anything that moves, uh, you name it, electricity, and any exchanges of information, form of travel, uh, it goes backwards. Planets do these fantastic things called retrograde. Um, and what they're literally doing is, via how astrology is measuring it, they're going to go backwards in the degrees of the current sign that they're in. So, and astronomy wise they're not really doing that but they're at this point where they're they're stationary so the energy is not moving forward in any case so it causes all the things that mercury has ownership of down here below to go a little wonky as we like to say and in our lives uh mercury retrograde is not a time to move forward per se, meaning if you have a matter of true importance, you really don't want to initiate it under Mercury retrograde if you can help it. Um, and if you have to go forward with something under Mercury retrograde, you really want to cross your T's, dot your I's. But the most important thing with Mercury retrograde is to be flexible and adaptable and expect change while it happens and this one coming up is the 4th of October through the 25th of October so we're going to be seeing some very interesting things happening um, coming up next month plus in the midst of all of that Mercury backtracking stuff going on we have two eclipses <laughs> oh great <laughs> also going, yeah oh great right excitement excitement it's uh believe me, October is not going to be quiet on the planetary movement front by any means. Um we're gonna have a little and here I was worried about September. I consulted my personal astrologer who you know, Mr. Pico, and oh, said look I co always <laughs> Yes. Um you know, I September's always a bad month for me, my birthday being in October, so Every September, it's like, oh, God, whatever's going to hit the fan is going to hit it in September. So I emailed and said, Tony, do I have anything to worry about? And he's like, yeah, September's going to be nothing really big going on. You're okay. Oh, thank God. And then we hear about retrograde. Now you're saying eclipses. And <laughs> Am I going to make it to my birthday? <laughs> you, you're you're, you're going to make it to your birthday. Um, you, you will be celebrating your birthday. Well, yeah, you're going to celebrate your birthday under Mercury retrograde. And, um, and it's the day before the lunar eclipse. So <laughs> it's going to be interesting. 
interesting, I'm sure, for you. But um, it's certainly not going to be, and I, I, I as I like to say, it's not going to be a negative thing in such a way that, you know, it's going to throw you off. Plus, you know, you're leaving this fantastic year of, you know, you've had a, a load of change happen in your life in the past year anyway. Um, you've been in what we call the five personal year of uh, movement and growth of everything that you started back in 2009, I believe, is when that cycle started for you. So um, looking at all the things that you put into a foundation and a structure from 2009 to uh, to 12, and then last year's birthday put you in this five movement change and everything circulated like, you know, wow, there's all this stuff happening. And Venus comes into play for you this year. Um, so it's really for you about you're going to feel like as the year moves on, 2014, throughout next year's um, birthday in 15, you're going to feel like there's this element of peace coming back into your life a little bit, um, if that if that is making and resonating with you, making sense and resonating with you at all. <laughs> oh, yeah. I could use some peace in my <laughs> There you go. Too there exciting. Go. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so um so yeah, Venus is gonna guide your personal year this year. Ooh, there's like noise coming from somewhere. What is that? Noise? I don't hear any noise. I hear it on my end. Maybe maybe it wasn't anything. That's weird. Um, I think it's I think it is something you know what's weird because you know I have this show up on, on the internet. Um, and every so often it like pops in with like a, I don't know if it's like a commercial or something. And I, I I I noticed that I'm just gonna close the window because that really shouldn't affect us because we're connected already. Yeah, there's nothing going on here. No noise. No nothing. Just me. Okay, that's you. good. If you're not hearing it, then that's fantastic. Oh, and one of the people <laughs> in the yeah, one of the people in the chat room said they don't hear it either. So good. 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 All right. Right. Sorry to be lazy, chat room people. I'm alone here. This is a solo show. I don't have a host like Sharita, you know, but we, we, we get through. Maybe I'll steal your host. No. <laughs> your co-host. <laughs> well, kidding, you'll have to ask him if he's, if he's, but, if he's interested. <laughs> no, no. I love Tony. I love Tony a lot, but we don't work well together. Um <laughs> Oh, is that the, is that your Libra Capricornus together? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we get along great together. We love each other, but when we work together, it just it doesn't flow well. No, I think it's because you're both probably trying to lead the show. That's probably both where it goes, right? No, no. <laughs> I think what it is is Tony's planets in Taurus. You know, I'm I'm like a Gemini rising, Sag moon. I'm like, go, 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 now, now, now. And Tony's like, mm. eh, I'm getting there, I'm getting there. <laughs> You're too much, you got a little bit too much air and fire for all the earth going on there. That I, I, yeah. I can see that. I can see where that's not on the same plane. <laughs> no, sometimes I, I can just picture myself grabbing him, like dragging him by the collar, like, come on, Tony, come on. But no, he's, you know, quality work. So, uh, you know, you got to. You gotta do what you gotta do. <laughs> we, we we love it. We we have a lot of fun with him every Monday night on um Hazy Radio. So um I always look forward to it. I wanted to announce your show. They're on Hazy Radio and the name of the show is what? Hey, I've got your number, something like that? It's some of something like that, yeah. It's uh what's your sign? I have your number. <laughs> Wow. Which is um, a show that I had started, um, I did it from 2009 until 2000 and very early 13. 
on um I did it on WBCRLP, which is a local um like a public radio station near me, uh up when I'm not traveling around on the road. It's in Great Barrington, Massachusetts. So I ran it out of there for four years and uh Tony was my guest numerous times and we always had so much fun. And uh, so when I wanted to bring the show back and I had the opportunity to um, join Hazy Radio, you know, I had asked Tony, would you like to co-host with me? And you can be the astrology expert and I'll just do the numbers and we'll just, you know, have fun with people. <laughs> and that's yeah. what we've been doing so far. So It's a great show. I love it. When I we can have get fun. to it. Uh, yeah, we, we have fun and... Um, yeah, we're just going to see where it takes us, and, uh, you know, we 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 have fun with it every Monday evening, so it's cool. Great. And what is it, 7 to 9 Eastern? 7 to 9 p.m. At, yep, 7 to 9 p.m. Right. Eastern time, and if you're out in the West Coast, 4 to 6, and anywhere in between, you'll have to figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're overseas, um, well, you're probably really going to bed, but, you know, you and I have another mutual friend, um, Paul Sutherland. Who uh, has been a guest? I'm sure he's been a guest on your show, but he was a guest on our no, show. And, no, no, so. he has not. As a matter of fact, Paul is my brother, and I haven't been able to get him on the show because right now he's sleeping. I have to figure out how to do that. I mean, last week I had our friend on, John Harry Charan, and I didn't get a chance to uh, touch base with Paul and ask him if he, um, you know, he got to listen to the show. But yeah. Oh, he'll he'll stay up. He'll stay up for you. You, you don't tell him I said that, but he'll stay up for you. Don't worry. Because he stayed up till two in the morning to be on our show. <laughs> yeah, but you guys are on at seven. I'm on at nine. <laughs> uh, well, you know, I mean, he stayed up till nine. Don't worry. That's really show. cutting. In, you know, I, I that's really cutting into his life. But uh, I, I'm going to get him on one day, one way or another. We just no want him day. to. Yeah, and find him on a find him on a holiday over over in Europe. <laughs> yeah, something like that, or pre-record. But um, all right, so let's let me see what time is it. We have a couple of people here. I'm going to take okay. one or two calls, and then we'll get into your great discovery because I think that's so interesting. Let's see. Who's here. Yeah, you know it's funny. I mean, I I've dabbled in Reiki. I'm level two. I've never taken it any further. I mean, I I I I'm been introduced to it. I do understand it. I've never really researched all these names, and so I was so happy that you gave me all this stuff because I'm like, wow, this is really interesting to just you know. I love connecting the dots. It's just like you know makes my head just you know happy is to just look and research and and get into all this stuff. So yeah, it'll be fun to to check it out and. Some of these like interesting names that, of course, the name of Reiki and the Sunsei and all that kind of stuff, and the the way that those numbers vibrate, very interesting to me. So I I love it, and yeah, we're gonna get into that. But if we have any listeners that want to chat, I'm I'm up for that too. She's up. Okay, let's see who's here. Good evening, you're on Violet Reiki Radio with Rose and Sharita. Who am I speaking to? Hello, my name is Dee, and I'm calling from Maine. Hi, Dee. Hello, Dee. How are you? Okay. Um, Are you doing numerology tonight or astrology? 
Um, I well, a little bit of both. Um, what I do live on the air, um, just to keep it, it time efficient, is I just ask for your day and month of birth, and we spin a little quick forecast for you via the numbers, and we touch upon some collective astrology via your sun sign. So just okay. keep it keep keep it easy. Okay. Okay, my birthday is August thirtieth. Okay, so you're a Virgo. Yes. Virgo. There you go. All about the details. Yes, yes, definitely. <laughs> You're like, yeah, uh-huh, can resonate with that. Um, I have four <laughs> planets in Virgo. I, I feel the Virgos, I tell you. Yeah, you got to get it all. It's got to be neat and pretty and compartmentalized and put into like a nice little, little it's got to be all logic, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Virgo is so much fun that way. But Virgo is like, I, you know what I love about Virgos is that, you know, People with a lot of heavy Virgo energy, they are the the nicest people to be of service in this world. You know, they will do almost anything for anybody um, because that's just what they're, you know, they're they're just drawn to doing that their whole life. Um, you know, they want things to be pure, hopefully, and, and innocent on some level. Um, so, you know, unless they get a little caught up and, you know, some Virgos aren't, don't want to be of service and they get, they get very fussy. And, but what's interesting for you, Dee, is as a Virgo being born to the 30th of the month, um, it really kicks up that ability for you to be of service because you're also, you, the 30 karmic path wants you to be extremely generous. Um, you're, you're always looking to like kind of, um, you know, whatever you can give to somebody with your eternal optimism, so to speak, because you kind of toy, the Virgo side of you likes to doubt when it feels like it, but there's another side of you that really knows how to look at the glass like it's half full, always. Yes. Um, so you're like that eternal optimist, and you're like the, the happy-go-lucky clown and the wise philosopher wrapped it all into one person. But if you doubt anything, which you do, and from time to time – What's interesting is, you know, Virgos are these impeccable floss spotters, and what you and you're great doing that as a service for somebody else. But you tend to pick on yourself more than you'll pick on anybody else. Like you're the hardest person on yourself sometimes, because of that ex almost that expectation of perfection. And the deal is with perfection, it's a journey, not a destination. So because nothing's nothing's perfect at the moment, something is supposedly perfect. It goes into a state of change almost immediately. And I always use the analogy of buying a car, a brand new car. You, the car is perfect when you when you take it and you pay for it and you drive it down the road and then boom, it gets dirty. Something happens to it and guess what? That car is perfect for how long? Not very. And it's the same with anything in our life that way. Um, so, so via numbers, D, right now you're wrapping up what we call a nine-year span of time in your life. This year that you've just entered last month um, is puts you in the, the nine personal year cycle. What we do as humans, we flow in time in cycles of nine. Um, when we're born, we'll get a life path number. And then birthday to birthday, there's always going to be a way that we can calculate by a numerology how we flow in the timeline of one to nine. And so if you go back to 2006, that's going to be when you started this nine-year span. Um, that was your theme at that time of if it was new, it was for you. Um, okay. And th th is that making a little sense that there were some new things in your life in 2006, which unfolded as well in 2007? You nurtured and developed them, things 
you know, went went on their way, and I believe it was 2010 for you was when you went through into 11 was a year of, of pretty permanent changes, a lot of movement in your life on some level. Um, and then the last couple of years, you went into a, a year of harmony. You did some inner work. You should have been coming out of a year of harvest last year on some level, where the work you really started back in 2006 throughout 07 paid off in some way from 13 throughout this year. And now you're going to start wrapping a lot of stuff up because everything that transpires from here through next August is about you clearing and making space because when you celebrate your birthday in 15, you're going to be back in that, if it's new, it's for you year again, like you were in 2006. So okay. you will see that there's these opportunities for new beginnings to come your way, but, you know, we can't plant new with stuff in the way, which is what a nine-year will do for you. It, it starts to just weed out of your life what you don't need anymore. doesn't mean everything's going to leave. But the things that are necessary will leave so that you've got the right space to plant anew next year. Um, you'll certainly see a little taste of it in January on some level, um, like a little bit of a preview of coming attractions. But the real energy will click for you as far as really stepping into the space of if it's new, it's for you. It'll be totally happening by next September. So um, you're going to see that. And, and so, and you'll get a little harvest still come into play this year. Does that make some sense for you? Yes, it does. Yes. Okay. Good. And I'd like to weed out a lot of stuff this year. <laughs> <laughs> well, then, then take the bull by the horns and go for it, Dee, because that's going to be... Where in Maine are you, by the way? I'm way up in northern Maine in Aroostook County, near oh, Halton. Oh, okay. 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 Love this. I love your state. It's, I think, one of the most beautiful coastlines. Um, ever. I, I just I feel so good when I'm in that ocean up there. I, I, I do visit up there when I can make it up there in the summers and um it's it's so that water is just so pristine to me in comparison to any other ocean I've ever been in. It's a little cold, but yeah. hey. <laughs> <laughs> so right. um, yes, and and the one thing D uh, just a, a little word of caution in nine year is that if anybody comes at you with a little bit of, you know, they want to be penetrating, they want to be a little conflicting at you, the only antidote is for you to rise up in your courage and have that kind of energy of kill them with kindness. And okay. not that you're like a doormat or taking it, you know, but you're like a warrior. The, the best thing to think about in a nine-personal year is that you're like a warrior. And a warrior yeah. will stand up for what's right, but it doesn't fight to get what it wants. So if you match somebody who wants to try to fight with you, it's not going to go very nicely because it will it kind of in a nine-person year, the energy tends to explode a little bit, and, and it becomes like it, it's almost too much for you to handle. Um, so kill them with kindness, and you can walk away from any conflict and always deal with it under very calm, cool, collected energy and courageous energy. It, it'll serve you amazingly throughout the year ahead. To be honest with you, I have conflicts come at me all the time out of left field. <laughs> okay. Know? But for, no, for some reason, it always comes out of left field, and I have a lot of interference coming into my life from everybody, always. Hmm. That's a, well, you know, do, uh, how often do you fill yourself up? Because I, I know mean, you're just... 
I know you're a generous person, meaning you're always helping people, and you're always, you, you know, you are of service to so many people, uh, I can tell. How much do you, do, do you fill your own, do you do, do you serve yourself as well as you serve other people? I'm, uh, I'm trying to start that recently, I am. I'm that, trying to. I'm, I'm, be, I'm getting better. That's that's good, and yeah. I'm glad to hear that because the more you do that, because when you're giving from a full cup, you're gonna the, the right energy will align with you. So when you're doing things for yourself, because you have such this generous nature, and it's it's innate in you to to give give give, but you've got to give it to yourself before you can possibly give it to anybody else. Because otherwise, you're you're it's like you're giving, and then you're not giving back to you. And that energy will kind of stop coming at you in that direction, uh, in that kind okay. of way, because you're not directing it. You're not just letting everybody have your have your generosity anymore. You know, you kind of almost got to politely put your foot down. Because I know you're Virgo, you love your manners. Yeah, the one yeah. thing is you cannot help another person if you're not fully charged. You know, right. they think yeah. you're helping them, but what you're doing is you're helping them, basically, you're running on fumes. So where you think and you truly believe with all your heart, you're doing something good, you're doing something helpful, you're not helping the other person. More importantly, you're not helping yourself. So always make sure that you're 100% complete, well, healthy in all areas, and then help. If you are not, I'm telling you, it's okay, it's fine, it's, it's, it's not a bad thing, you're not being selfish, you are entitled to be whole and fill your own picture before you go to pour a glass of water for someone else. That's right. Yeah. Excellent. But, yeah. yeah. Put perfectly. Absolutely. Thank yes. you. Yes. Um, there was something else I was just going to add to that. Um, do you do yoga? No. Do you have you tried? Have you ever been interested in it? I've I've never thought about it really. To tell you okay. Um, I, I can would, tell you it's great. Try your energy. Your energy really as a three really connects to the understanding of body, mind, and spirit, which is something that uh, well Reiki does too, but uh, yoga does very strongly. And I would highly recommend check, checking out you know a beginner yoga class, um, or even if you're on your computer, there's tons of things on YouTube. It's not even like you need to leave your house. But if you, you know, want to go to, like, a community and, and kind of see, you know, and work with a teacher, um, your energy would really vibe and it would help ground you a lot and also center your, your space so that you would, you know, because it's really a lot about breathing, you know. Everything in life yep. is about okay. breathing. And when we come from a space of being grounded and centered, yoga is really good for that. So what's the name of your Reiki, What's the name of your Reiki page? Because I want to check it on Facebook. My Reiki page is www.violetroserreiki.com. Were you talking uh-huh. about the healing page, Dee? The yes. Reiki ward? Yes. Yeah. Just just yes. go in the Facebook search, type in Reiki ward, and um, it should come up under pages. Okay. Okay. I'm going to check that when I get home. Great. Okay. Thank, thank you. you both. Thank you very All much. All right. Thank awesome. you. Have a great year, Dee. I will. You too. Okay. Okay. All righty. Let's see. We have another caller here. 
We shall see who's here. Good evening, area code 515. You're on the air at Violet Reiki Radio with Sharita and Rose. Who are we speaking to? Hi, thanks for taking my call. This is Jennifer. Hi, Jennifer. Hi, Jennifer. What can we do for you? Uh, do you need my date of birth? Uh, yeah, just the day in the month. It's cool. August 5th. August 5th. We got a we got a Leo. Wow. We got a Leo in the hot seat. <laughs> a Leo in a two personal year. So So you had a lot of new beginnings, Jennifer, back uh all throughout last year. Would that be accurate to say? Yeah. Over like yeah, from from birthday two thousand thirteen to um to this past summer, and then what you saw leave, conclude, finalize, and end in your life two thousand twelve to thirteen. That was your um last nine personal years. So that concluded all the stuff that you um really started back from two thousand four because that was your your last one personal year. Uh-huh. And now you're in this space of you're going to nurture. So you've got, it's like last year the universe said, hey, Jennifer, here's a brand new package of seeds for you, and you're going to plant all these seeds in your life month to month to month until next summer, uh, which just happened last month. Or, yeah, last month. We're still in September. Yeah, last month. Early last month. Um, so now you're in the two personal years. So what we do in a two personal year is is it's a very – um, powerful time for us to get in touch with ourselves emotionally. Um, there's typically a home, family, sort of that environment type of situation that may show up that um, will ask for our attention. So there may be somebody in your life that you're very close to family-wise that you may need to nurture. Um, are you in a relationship right now? No. Okay, um, I would be very on the lookout for, um, in a two-personal year, if we're not in a relationship uh, romantically, and even if we are already married and, and we're in the relationship, there's new people who tend to align in our life um, who are soulmates, and soulmates are not just people who we end up being, like, you know, closely um, bonded to on a romantic level. Uh, soulmates can be friends that we have. They can be people that we end up working with, so on and so forth. Soulmates come in all different shapes and forms. Um, but over the course of this year, like people that you come across, um, there'll be certain circumstances with them that when you have like that five to ten minute conversation, and you know when people just seem oddly familiar, you're like, my God, I like feel like I know you and you, know, you just get that like whole familiarity and comfortableness with them that's going to be very strong for you over the course of this year um, and a lot of people do align in a you know a, a few different soulmate energies um, over the course of a two personal year and if you are still out there and kind of single that is also very favored that someone may come your way that is is going to really give you like that heads up like oh wow i i need to pay attention to this um still the caution of being of taking it all very nice and slow but you know really be kind of on the on the heads up about that and uh put yourself out there in in different situations um and 
again, for you, it's a year where you're really in a, in a reflective state about a lot of things. Um, and again, your emotions, really, like how your emotions churn, what, what goes on. It's a really good year to get in touch with that for yourself um, because that process that you're going to do is going to nurture from your soul those seeds you just planted last year. And as you go into 2015, um, you'll see January is a big uh, clue about the educational process and the growth and the expansion that's going to start to happen, um, which will really click into place next August. And then by 2016, you'll go into what we call a four-personal year, and you'll create what you're doing in these four years right now is creating a new foundation in your life. So when you step into 2016, you will blossom and totally platform what you started last year. Um, and there'll be a lot of movement and change associated with what's going on in your life that year. Um, either a big move, career move, um, like a physical move, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Um, just Or a, a lot of what we say in a five-year, very irreversible changes. Um, and you're a Leo who loves change. Uh, which is a very unusual thing for Leos because Leos are very fixed. They're a fixed sign. They're one of the organizer signs. Um, you know, you do nothing in this life without heart behind it. Um, if your heart doesn't feel into it, you won't do it. Um, mm-hmm. You're a big loyalist. You know, everything's about loyalty. <laughs> and if somebody trumps on your loyalty, you're like, I don't think so. <laughs> oh, my God, that's so dead on. <laughs> <laughs> So, and the, the one thing about you is that you like change because you're born to the fifth of the month. You're an excellent communicator for Leo. Do you do acting or do you, whatever you do for a living, are you on the stage of life in any way, shape, or form? Or do you write? No, not really. No. Okay. Okay. Do you, do you aspire or you ever like had a hidden desire to do those types of things? Mm. No, not really. Okay, okay. I actually like to stay out of the limelight. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Maybe. Oh, oh my God, a Leo who wants out of the limelight. That's amazing. She <laughs> must have a, I, now I, 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 now I would love to get into her natal chart because I, she's got to have a lot. She's got to have heavy Virgo to say that. Virgo planet, right. <laughs> she's got heavy Virgo in her chart. I guarantee it because that, that is an unusual thing for a Leo to say. Um <laughs> Do you write at all? Have you ever done anything with writing? Yeah, um, I when I was younger. Okay, and you kind of like put it away and, and kind of just let it kind of hang? Yep. Okay, I would invite you in, especially coming up under this Mercury retrograde in October that, I don't know if you've been listening to the whole show, but we have this mm-hmm. cycle coming up in October that it asks us to step back. Go go back in time a little bit and and just take our take our time in reflection on some level. And for a Leo, what's very favored coming up in um for this Mercury retrograde, once we get into it, especially past October tenth, is the Leo is gonna be activated in reflection about your thinking and mentality and what you do to express all of your communications. So I would get out a little journal, write for yourself. Don't think about who you're going to ever show it to, if you ever show it to anybody. But I would I would invite you to really revisit your communication skills. If you, you know, whatever it was that you wrote when you were a kid or what you kind of enjoyed about it, revisit it. Um, mm-hmm. It'll be a very powerful exercise for you. Um, you'll have fun with that. Um, and I think you'll find some really interesting um revelations in, in, in those exercises uh, in, in doing that. So um, 
And then uh, once November rolls along, you'll you'll move forward a little bit. So you have a lot of change coming up in December for you. You're going to have a very active December. Um, so be on the lookout for that. And October is a very creative month for you, too. So I would say if whatever you can do, and uh, if there's any kind of, of, of a class that maybe you've, you've wanted to take or something, even if it's something short and sweet, um, October is a really good month to do something like that as well. Mm-hmm. So I'm actually um, in school now, and ah. it will finish in December. Oh, well, there's some change, and uh, you'll complete something. Okay, I like that. Yeah. That works. That works. I'm hoping to leave my job in by December. <laughs> that would be in your five months of permanent change in the year of the. I think you will leave your job in December. I think you're going to be on point for that. So, uh, <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> oh, I love it! You've got the sound cues and everything. That's so cool. <laughs> That's brilliant. That's brilliant. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely changes in December. And then, you know, when you go January, February, March next year, you'll have more changes coming up next March as well. So be on the lookout for more things moving and, and kind of, you know, putting you in, 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 another, in another whole space. And I would say if you haven't come across somebody by next April, I would be very surprised that kind of intrigues your interest a little bit on a romantic level. So... Well, well there happens. was someone in oh. the last year that okay. I, like you said, I, I saw him and it was like, whoa, um, this is someone I think I'm supposed to know. Okay. And something kind of started, sort of, and kind of cooled off and then started talking to each other again and I don't know, now it's okay. kind of cooled. So okay. I bet. I bet, because you've already met and you've known each other for a little bit, I have a funny feeling, too. We'll see what happens. But um, Mercury retrograde loves to bring people back from the past as well. So not that he's that far past. You've met recently. But you guys might rekindle that under the Mercury. And I would say by December you may see some some changes with it. And uh, the Leo's house of love affairs right now is actually quite alive and well. So um, (laughs) I think it might just show right up and say hello. <laughs> so let's see what Trevor brings out there for you. What are you getting, what are you vibing on, Rose, for her? Um thinking most definitely. Uh I reconnected with someone in two Mercury retrogrades. We hadn't been talking and Mercury retrograde came along and all of a sudden there we were as that song says, reunited, you know, and it was like, okay. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, good things come out of retrograde. Everybody gets crazy and wants to go stick their head in the sand. But um, as far as, like, you know, like fax machines and voicemail going kind of awry, it's a good time to review and just chill and go over stuff and prepare for when we come out of the retrograde to go full speed ahead again. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's exactly right. So if you guys, like, do rekindle, don't title anything until the end of October and going into November. Don't don't put a title on it. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's what I always say. Don't initiate anything you really want brilliant long-term success with under a Mercury retrograde cycle. Always Never. wait till it's over. Just let it let it chill as best you can. Um, and uh, and and explore that creativity because I think that's going to be so cool for you. 
um, you know, dive into that writing and see what happens. What do you do now for um, a job? I work in the public sector. Okay. So you're you're always around a lot of people because you know a lot of people. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 You're. Um, I would say you're almost like a mayor. Like a lot of, but you're not close to them all, but you, they all know who you are. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Well, very so, good. Well, right. Awesome. That was very great. Cool. Thank you. You're very welcome, great. Jennifer. And, and you, you can find you can find Sharita at her website, which is SharitaStar.com. Do I have that right, Sharita? You you got it absolutely right. Yep. So feel free to contact her there, and maybe you want to get a full in-depth personal reading from her. Awesome. I will look at it. Thank you. Great. Lovely. Take care, Jennifer. Thank you. Thank you. And, and love you, Jennifer. Thanks. Bye. Good night. Okay. I'm going to take a little break so you can catch your breath. Okay. And we'll come back with your wonderful information. Fantastic. All right. Be right back. The new year is a time when many of us resolve to lose weight and eat healthier. But for people who are either overweight or obese, getting to a healthy weight and staying there can require a major lifestyle change. ARC Director Dr. Carolyn Clancy is here to talk about this issue. Thanks for joining us, Dr. Clancy. First, can you give us an idea of how big a problem this is? This is one of the most serious problems we face. In the United States, obesity among adults doubled between 1980 and 2004. Today, two out of three adults are considered to be overweight, and about 27% of Americans over the age of 20 are obese. Even more troubling, 17% of all children in the United States are overweight. How do you define being overweight or obese? Overweight and obesity are labels for ranges of weight that are greater than what is generally considered to be healthy for a given height. For adults, overweight and obesity ranges are determined by using weight and height to calculate a number called the body mass index, or BMI. An adult who has a BMI between 25 and 29.9 is considered to be overweight. An adult with a BMI of 30 or higher is considered to be obese. What are some of the risks involved with being overweight or obese? Studies have found that being obese or overweight increases your risk of developing serious chronic illnesses, such as heart disease, high blood pressure, stroke, diabetes, and several types of cancer. Osteoarthritis, gallbladder disease, sleep apnea, respiratory impairment, and diminished mobility are also associated with obesity. 
What would you recommend to the growing numbers of obese individuals who are unable to lose weight on their own? The good news is that dropping even as little as 5 to 7% of body weight can make you feel better and improve your health. A Blue Ribbon Task Force shows that people can change their behavior through intensive counseling on diet and exercise. This, in turn, can produce modest weight loss for a year or more. People are also increasingly turning to surgery to lose weight. This is a very serious decision, and it's important to choose a surgeon who has a lot of experience. Dr. Clancy, do you have any advice for parents with children who are struggling with their weight? A new report from my agency, the Agency for Healthcare Research and Quality, has found that, along with increasing exercise and eating healthier, behavior management programs also help obese children and teens lose weight or prevent weight gain. The bottom line is that there are options for all family members. The best approach is for you to talk to your doctor to get all the information you need to help you decide what is best for you and your family. I'm Dr. Carolyn Clancy, and that's my advice for navigating the healthcare system. For more information on weight management and other health-related stories and topics, go to healthcare411.ahrq.gov. You're listening to Violet Reiki Radio on the Seika Network through blogtalkradio.com with your host, Reiki Shihan Rose Jimenez, your source for all things Reiki in love, light, and healing. We're back. Okay, Sharita. Yes, 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 yes. Lay it We're on here. us. Lay it on <laughs> us, as they Lay say. Lay it on us. Lay I know it on I, us. I gave you the birth dates of the Western Reiki trio. That would yeah. be Mikao Usui, Chujiro Hayashi, and Hawaii Takata. And... Those are like the three Reiki greats. We won't get into the whole Japanese lineage, but um, for all intents and purposes, those are the three. And you found some very interesting information on all of the senseis. Yeah. It, well, it, one thing I, I wanted to say, the sensei, when I, I did a little numerology just on sensei, which vibrates to, and when I do um, name expression numerology, um, I do the Chaldean way. So there's two, in numerology, there are two ways. Uh, the, what I practice, which is what I learned from Linda Goodman, is the Chaldean practice, um, which is a little older than how the Pythagorean ways of things, although if you, if you really read up on Pythagoras, he did understand the Chaldean and then his shop got burned and, you know, his, you know, the, everything kind of got uh, mixed up. And, and really the difference, one of the major differences between Chaldean way of understanding numerology and the, what I call the Western way or the p- typical Pythagorean way is the way that they uh, do the letter to number match up in the alphabet. Because every letter in the alphabet has a numerical vibration to it. And the Western Pythagorean way says A to Z, 1 to 26, which is going to loop you 1 to 9 twice. Right. Um, the values of 1 to 9. 
And the Chaldeans said this. They said, wait a minute. Everything that we're doing when we're attaching numbers to a letter is about sound. It's a vibration. There's only eight natural notes on a musical scale. Yes, we do have a ninth digit. Obviously, we have a ninth single number. But if you really get into your math, nine is just the energy of all the other numbers added up together. Because when you add one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, it equals a 45, which equals four and five nine. equals nine, right? Right. Mm-hmm. So they said a letter cannot have a value of nine because there's naturally not nine different vibrations. Yes, there's sharps and flats off the, the, the regular scale, but everything's just really in the vibe of eight. A number can, a, a name or a word title can add up to a nine, but it cannot, um, the, the letters themselves can't hold that ninth value. So the Chaldean alphabet is very different from the A to Z, 1 to 26 understanding. So you're always, if you're calculating things um, in numerology via the Western way and via the Chaldean way, you're going to get two probably very different answers. Um, And not to say that one is inaccurate or not, but Linda swore up and down. (laughs) She goes, the Chaldean way is way more accurate. And I'd have to say, after all the research I've done, absolutely great. So when I do it, I'm using the Chaldean way, just so everybody understands that. Um, And when I did the the word sunset, it's a 22. It's a master number. It's one of the master numbers, um, which is very interesting. And the other really fascinating thing about Chaldean numerology is that the Chaldeans valued these things called Chaldean karmic mysteries. Uh-huh. And every uh, number, 10 and up, throughout, around and about like 33, has a, it's almost loosely translated from the major arcana of the tarot. So if anybody understands tarot a little bit. Interesting. Um, the, the Chaldean system is a little loosely translated off of that. I mean, it's not exact, but there's some very interesting parallels. Um, so it, they... You know, you can be a compound number of 11 or you can be a compound number of 20. Now, 11 reduces to a 2 and a 20 will reduce to a 2. But the Chaldean's understanding of what the 11 means versus the 20, extremely different. You're going to get a whole, like if you're born to the 11th of the month versus the 20th, you're still a 2 vibration in any given month. But your karmic path energy is very different. So that was the other thing. That's the other major thing. Um, In these Chaldean karmic mysteries, I'm telling you, in this modern day world, these ancient meetings are so uncannily on point with people. It blows my mind always when I see this with people. I'm just like, wow, that's exactly what they do. They still do this. I mean, people still are are being guided by this stuff. They may not know what they're being guided by, but it does. This does totally work. Um, So the sensei is the 22 which is um, one of the master numbers, which always creates structure and foundation, and it must master things in its, in its life. It creates, you know, um, again, the base upon which anything can be built upon thereafter. Even the word Reiki is an 11 vibration, which is the other, one of the other master numbers. Master numbers are just when you've got two numbers of the same digit. So master numbers are 11, 22, 33, 44, so on and so forth. Um, 
And I thought, well, how interesting that Reiki is 11 and the Sunset is 22. Because I was like, oh, well, Sunset means master. And, of course, I, I asked you on Facebook, and then I looked it up. I'm like, oh, no, it's the teacher. But they are like a master teacher. That's what they're doing, oh, yeah. right? Technically, it's the one who has come before, and that would be a master because. Uh, right. Yeah. So I, I thought that that was like, okay, well, that's very interesting. So with the names of uh, and the birth dates of, of the three you know, big, you know, important Reiki people, they, what I, first thing I noticed from all of their birthdays is that they're all a six vibration. Um, Mikhail, I'm probably going to say this wrong. It's Mikhail. Mikhail Usui. Mm-hmm. Mikhail Usui is the 15th of August. Um, the, ooh, you say their names. <laughs> okay. Chujiro Ch- Hayashi. He's a Virgo, uh, also born to the 15th of the month. And, and then the ha- third. Hawaii Takata. Takata is the 26th of December, which is another vibration of the 6th. It's a, it's a one up from the 15th. Um, and 6 is the number, guided by Venus, it's the number of balance, it's the number of harmony, it's the number of compassion, and feminine essence, which I thought was very interesting when it came to Reiki, because what is Reiki doing? It's putting us back in balance, typically. Yeah, yeah. Correct. Um, yeah, if uh-huh. I got that, if I got that much straight in the the limited knowledge that I have of it, um, and all of them have a very interesting um, life path. Um, uh, Yushi has a thirty four seven life path, so he always was walking the path of spirit. Right. Uh, like to do things by himself. He was kind of like, you know, a bit of, I would say a little bit of a loner by nature. Also mm-hmm. did everything in his life with heart because, of course, he's a Leo. Um, and the 15th, heart, of, yeah. uh, the 15th of the month is known as the magician. And he kind of had a magic. And it's interesting, when, when you look at the, um, the, the imagery behind the 15, it's like this image of a man with gold coming out of his fingers. And he's just wow. like got the, he's got the Midas touch, right? Like, and that's wow. just how you have to think. And anything he touches can turn to gold. And the same thing with Hayashi, who is the uh, Virgo. Uh, right. Same thing. Another, he's the Virgo magician. Um, now, the Virgo is very, again, that want to be of service, purity, innocence. You know, let me just guide you. And he was a master number life path. He was following the twenty-two life path. So he really did a lot of things to create a, the structure and the foundation, I would imagine, for what happened with Reiki in his lifetime or what he contributed to Reiki in his lifetime. Um, and then Takata, of course, was the Capricorn. He was the big leader. Well, that's the woman, Takata. <laughs> oh, 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 pardon me. Yeah, yeah. Well, there you go. Uh, she, she, she. Um, she was a big leader. And, um, you know, I think she's in my up. She's in my, of course, I think everybody is connected to her, are they not? Pretty much? Yeah, they have to be. uh, Because we have to be connected. Yeah, yeah, all of us who have studied uh, Western Reiki, because she was the one who brought Reiki here from Japan via Chujira Hayashi, and then she made 22 Reiki masters um, here. And Mm -hmm. all of us who are practicing and who have learned it here, Western style Reiki um, are descended from the, one of those 22 masters. 
Okay. Yeah. And what is her life path? She is, she's the best life path you can get. <laughs> she is um, the 19, she's the 19 life path. So she is um, the prince of heaven. And the 19 in Chaldean numerology was viewed as the most fortunate compound number. And she basically lifted people up. That was the path that she walked. And now her higher vibration of, of the six karmic path um, is love, money, creativity. And same touch as that, you know, the balance and the harmony and the ability to be compassionate and, um, you know, always want to have that evenness with what's going on. Um, but she did it in a way that she found what she was good at creatively. If she, you know, put her heart and soul and love into it, her, the money followed in her lifetime. Um, but she walked the path of being an initiator. You know, she and of course, what did she do? She well, that faith. she did. Yeah, <laughs> she came to the faith and um, in, in her Capricorn leadership, also brought a practical. You know, to her, it was very practical what she was teaching and leading and bringing to us here. So. Um, and, you know, that that's just a little bit on the numbers end. Now, I've got, of course, everybody's chart here uh, as well. And you know, I, just have to, I just have to point this out. I have been working on getting a year of birth for him, but I have no one's around. <laughs> but a year of, of birth for who? For, for my sensei, Hayakuten, oh. Hayakuten Inamoto. Now, I studied authentic Japanese Reiki with Hayakuten Inamoto. He is the founder of Komio Reiki Kai. And he is another Leo. Ta-da! He is born on August 19th. Okay. And I believe he was born in Tokyo, Japan. The only thing is I have no clue what the year of his birth was. On the year, yeah. That, 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 that's, hard. <laughs> that's hard to do any kind of accurate chart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but I just tell you, I point out that he also is another Leo. In this, he's in another this Leo, and he's got that 19, so he's got that I'm going to start stuff. He's going to initiate. He's also born as a very fortunate compound number to be born to. Yeah, same birthday as Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton is a Leo 19. Um, of course, the politician, totally different uh, line of, uh, right. you know, um, line of, career there, but... Yes um, and no, because if you knew Sensei the way I know Sensei, he'd make a really good politician. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's kind of funny. It's all good, it's all neutral, it's all peaceful, it's, you know, yeah. That's right, that's right. And anything he did in his, he does in his life, it's hard, I mean, because he's, he's what we call, like, when, like, Linda taught me how to understand, the, the, you know, aligning the energy. The planet that guides his sun sign also guides his number, also guides his karmic path. So he's a he's like a supercharged up Leo because the sun is guiding him through two channels. It's through the sun sign and through him being um, being the nineteenth of the month. So he's all heart, all all that Leo pride and all oh, the you know, yeah, all, all of he's that. He's such so. a beautiful human being. I mean, when you're in class with him, he, matter of fact, I had to deliver a psychic message to him when I was in my, my um, master class with him. Uh -huh. And he, um, he was talking about actually Sensei Asui. And as I'm looking at 
Hyakuten, I'm, I'm like, I'm seeing this glow, this bright, brilliant gold light behind him. And in that golden light behind Hayakuten Inamoto was a vision of Mikao Usui. I thought I was going to fall out of my chair. And I said to wow. my friend, he is speaking about Mikao Usui and Reiki, and Mikao Usui is right behind him in the gold light. I know you don't see this, but this is what I'm seeing. I and have to tell you right now, I'm having like the wickedest sense of deja vu as you're telling me this. And I, I, I have a very... Interesting. I've been told many times I've lived in Japan, and I'm obsessed with Japan. I I can't wait to go there in this life. But um, I'm having such a form of deja vu right now. I can't even explain it to you. So keep going. <laughs> right. So um, it's like okay. Um, so my friend says to me, "You have to tell him what you're seeing." I'm like, "Oh God." So I. I stopped him after the, the speech and I said, you know, says he, you got to tell me something. A, are you by any chance a Leo? Because I was picking up a heavy Leo vibration from him. And uh-huh. he said yes, and he told me his birthday. And I said, and I have to tell you this thing. I said, I am psychic. I said, and I do see things. And I told him what I saw and he smiled and he was like, oh, he said, thank you. You know, I'm so glad that you told me that. And because I, you know, I said to my friend, he's going to come out of my mind, you know? <laughs> Right. But, yeah, I know. Yes, we have to be. Uh, sometimes have to be cautious with how we um, <laughs> express yeah. things to other people. <laughs> yeah, I mean, years ago when we said these things to people, they said, "Oh no, you're all crazy. We'll carry you off in a white jacket." And mm-hmm. now, lo and behold, we're accepted into the norm, and it's all good. And I'm still working my way out of the closet here. But um, so he was very, he was very happy to hear that. But uh, yeah, there's almost like. It's almost like, and, and I've had other colleagues of mine say they see the same thing. It's almost like you look at him and you see the soul of Mikao Usui coming through him. It's wow. mind-blowing. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. we got to get you to meet him. <laughs> I I would be honored. Is he here in the States or is he overseas? No, he's in Japan, but, but he's a he wild is. traveling man. I mean, he goes all over the place. And oh, now he's. Well, he's got a Jupiter and Sagittarius. I bet he is a wild travel man. And he's got a Gemini moon. So he's yeah, just he travels really, like, a lot. He loves to travel, as a matter of he fact. He does. He does. Yeah. yeah, he's a big traveler. Um, he is going to be in Boston October, I believe it's second or third. So, yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. I, I have invited him to come over here uh, and do some classes. So, I don't know. Uh, hopefully, we'll meet up with him in his travels again. That would be super cool. I I need to go to Japan. I mean, that's like one of the things on my like bucket list is right. you know I'm I'm definitely I've got to make it back to Japan in this life. <laughs> you and me um, both. One of uh, I guess one of the lives I've had is because you know I, I'm obviously a firm believer. I've been here in a few other forms, <laughs> but I I lived on top of a hill in Japan and I was a writer. And I've also been told I did this at one point for the Japanese High Council, what I do oh, with a wow. Right. Which is why, like, and Tony and I have said this many times to each other. Like, when we, you know, learned astrology in this in this lifetime, it was like we just remembered it. It wasn't that we, you know, had to, like, rack our brains to, like, stuff it in there again. It was like, right. no, once you kind of opened that door. And I would say... 
you know, and it was the turning point for me was, you know, reading Linda's book that I, cause I always doubt, I was reading the horoscope when I was seven, like, and not understanding what I, why I was reading the horoscope. I was right. just like onto it in the newspaper because it was, of course, next to the funnies, but, um, I picked up on it right away when I was a kid. And when I, you know, we, when I read Linda's book, it was right around my Saturn return, which for everybody, we all do this. We really reach the point of maturity in our life about 28 to 30, um, which is when we tend to uh, get at the point where, not that we won't keep learning and keep growing and all those things, but we've done enough of life experience at that point where we can make educated decisions about what we want to do for the rest of our life at that point. So that's why they always say, be careful about marrying prior to the sudden return. Don't think you've got your career totally figured out until you, you know, you've hit about 28 to 30 because you're supposed to figure out and explore and learn and self-discover all the way through that first sudden return. Um, and that's what happened to me. Um, Linda's book came into my space um, when I was going through my Saturn return, which happens to be in my own house of career. So that's why it didn't align until then. That was the timing. And um, it was like somebody, like, I, I can't explain what happened to me, but it was like somebody took me by the hand and said, this is what you're going to do. Right. I, I mean, I, right. I had no... It's like I had no control over it, and I, I became so obsessed with all this stuff. I mean, I was just like, and then I realized at that point that I never forgot anybody's birthday I'd ever known. Yeah, really I'm like that, too. <laughs> you know? Oh, well, you do. Yes, you have a very, you can remember so many details. And if you have very, yeah, you've got strong Virgo in your chart. Yeah, yeah. you've got a thing for details. And I've got a Mercury and Virgo on my ascendant, so it's like, it's a blessing and a curse sometimes. It is. Like, you know, I, I had a girlfriend once who said, you have four planets in Virgo. If I knew that, I wouldn't have a friend with you. I said, that's okay, because I annoy myself at times. I completely understand. Yeah. Well, you've got, just, you've, got, you've got a knack for details. And, I mean, and, and you know, you're a seven. You're an old soul, too. You know, you're seven karmic path. And, you know, you're always about, you love that time you can spend by yourself to do the spiritual research on many levels or whatever it is that you can do to, to align in that kind of space. You know, you, I'm you, you enjoy happy that. By myself. People are telling me you're a recluse and you got to get out. And you gotta no, get out. no, you're very, and you know, what's so funny is that a Libra is definitely not the sign that typically does that, but that's, it's right. your seven karmic path that really allows you to be the loner and you're okay with it. Like you actually yeah. enjoy that. And if I anybody, <laughs> and if anybody partners up with you, if they don't respect your needs for your solitude when you need it, then the relationship will never work anyway. Yeah. It's like, you know, I'm the perfect partner for someone who is like myself, a workaholic because I understand yeah. that you have to work a lot. It's fine. You know, if yeah. we can get together once a week for some quality dinner or something, I'm good with that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't exactly need the attention right. that most insecure people need or, you know, other people that they got to be on their partner. I don't want you attached to my hip. I don't even want to live in the same house. You know, if partnership, yes, but having to have you attached to me, no. Yeah. <laughs> No, so yeah, well, and what's brilliant for you as as a Libra, you you're not the codependent. 
<laughs> Libra, because you know Libras can can they can get that way, um, depending on how, how their energy flows. They can become the sign of codependence because they just they love the relationship. They want the relationship with them all the time, and it's like you know, that's, that's not healthy either. <laughs> no, 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 no. Maybe my Gemini rising and my Sag Moon contribute to that too, because it's like need oh. freedom. I need freedom. <laughs> That's your Sag Moon talking. Yeah, it's your Sag Moon talking. And of course the Gemini Ascendant will do it too. But that Sag Moon very neat. You 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 run from somebody who tries to smother you. You're like, forget yeah. it. See you yeah. later. Bye. Yep. Yep. <laughs> you know, you just gotta trust me. I love you and that's it. It's you know, confirmed. I said it. I mean it from my heart, from my soul. You have to accept that and know that. Yeah. You can't be doing the coddling and all the, you know, all that, whatever. And, and now let me ask you, have you ever gotten into um, wanting to learn about reflexology? Never in my life. Okay. I would I would say that's something that I think you'll probably, because your, uh, your feet are really important, but you probably, because you're already a Reiki master, you would probably excel at reflexology. I mean, I adore having it done to me. I love it. Oh, but I okay. never had never had the desire to do it. But what I did do once, I did take a webinar for two hours on feng shui. And I've always yes. wanted to get into feng shui. And yes. I couldn't believe as these three or four professors were talking through the webinar and I'm taking notes and it, it, I just, whatever they said, I'm like, uh-huh, uh-huh, I know that. I know that. And I'm like, how the hell do I know this? And by the end of that seminar, I'm like, you've done this before in another life. That's why you knew everything before they confirmed it. About. Yeah, I, I believe that. I believe Blew that. Blew my mind. Yeah. If you Blew ever my- yeah, if you ever did a reflexology course, you pick up on it right away. I would I would definitely say that. Yeah, I might do that for fun. Uh I definitely am signing up for the feng shui this coming May. So mm-hmm. uh yeah, and I'm sure. Well, you, I mean, you have such a strong Asia connection, anyway. I mean, you're you're really drawn to that. So there's, I mean, this is no mistake what what you do with the Reiki, and I would say even with that Gemini ascendant that you have, Gemini rules the hands. So it's like it's immediate thing that you want to do in any given situation. Your hands know how to heal, you know, because you're at seven. You're also a healer. That's what you came here to do. Right. So. Yeah, right. And mm-hmm. it's funny because, um, you know, I really, really, I have an Asian spirit guide that I found out years ago when a friend of yeah. mine, she does psychic, uh, well, she used to do, she did psychic drawings and she did a drawing of my spirit guides. And right there in the middle, there's the guy, he looks like the master from Kill Bill with the long, white hair, <laughs> the long, white beard. Okay, yeah. And I'm like, he's mine? Wow, cool. I love but, it. Uh, I, love I it. just, I just look at this. I just found out the year for um, Hayaku oh. Inamoto, 1940. Oh. So he's August 19, 1940, Tokyo, Japan. Okay, hang on, hang on a minute. August 19, 1940. Okay. Oh, of course, he spends the latter part of his life like traveling all over the place. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, that's supposed to be the latter part of his life. He's a huge traveler. Okay. We have the, racking the, up those miles. He's racking up them. Yeah, he's racking up he's racking up miles. 
and uh, and he is the life path. He's a 32 life path of communication. So he's uh, he's meant to travel all the time anyway. Well, you know. communication, teaching, and, teaching, commemorating, yeah. And he's, a, he's, he's, he is, it's funny that, okay, I love how you said before that he, if he was a politician, he would be good at it. Yeah. Because the 32 is, the, the, the life path of a 32, the 32 means communication. Um, but there's a, like, when you get into the understanding of the, of the Chaldean karmic mystery, they say it's the, poli- it's the politician's vibration. Is that, that that they have that type of they just have effect on masses of people and they can do it through politics they can do it through their books their writing their teaching whatever they want to do it but they do become excellent politicians in the lifetime if they if they choose to do that route so that's interesting that's very interesting yeah, yeah. amazing that's totally that's cool. cool that's totally cool oh we love this stuff this is great oh somebody just said he was a salesman before he became a monk. He was a salesman? Yes. Oh, that's a, that is not surprising at all. Yeah, because fives are really good at sales. Oh, my God. <laughs> because they have the gift of gab. They can just talk to anybody. Like a five life path is totally – I know a lot of people um, I've done charts on, and, and they're, like, on that sales level, and they all have a five life path. Writers have a five life path. Um, also, five life paths will change jobs a lot. Um, in their lifetime, they won't do the same thing. It's like they won't like, you know, get out of college and stay with the same job until they retire kind of people. They Uh will change jobs very frequently. And, you know, they, they go through changes. They live, they walk the path of change all the time. They'll move a lot in the lifetime. They won't stay in the same place forever. Um, and if they're not moving in that way, they travel a lot one way or the other. Um, they've got to move and circulate. He's yeah. been traveling like crazy the past four or five years. Yeah. And then what? So he's a nine. Um, he's going into a year of inner work this year. Um, he'll he'll be in his own inner work year. Well, he is. He already he just went into it. Um, next year is huge harvest for him. On on a big level. Great. Of everything he's been working towards, and you know, it's just it's another year of a harvest in his life coming up. So. He will, um, I'm sure, reap that very well. Now, see, it's funny. Uh, someone, some my friend did my my year. I think I'm in a seven year, going into an eight year. You are no, you're. But you, you guys, left, you guys do you the left, You've left a year of change. You're leaving a year of change, and you're going into a year of harmony. That's via the pers- via the personal year cycles. Now there is a whole other very in depth thing, which really is based on your birth name. Uh, there's a way to calculate what is known as in numerology as the essence year. It's more of like an internal process that you're doing. Not so much what I call the personal year cycles are the action on the stage of your life. That is what's going to come towards you from the outside. Um, the essence for me is what you go through as a soul. And it's like your internal kind of homework, your soul's homework, I like to say. But that's all on that birth name. And it, it's, it takes a little while to calculate it. Yeah, um, no, this was, done, this was done without the name, just the numbers. So. Oh, okay. I don't know where they're getting seven to eight because that's not how you add. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, what, I don't know what they're using. Well, because um, everybody has their personal number year. Everybody does, yes. 
So I know, Everybody, I know he and I are a year behind each other. He's in a five, I'm in a six, he's in a six, I'm in a seven, he, it goes like he, that. Exactly, yes. So, um, yeah, you're going to go into a sixth year next January. Tony goes into a five. Yeah, he's still in his four year right now. And your brother, and, and your brother Paul. Yeah. <laughs> because Paul and Anthony are in, always in the same cycles together. They're both Capricorns. Oh, because same year? Are are they? No, they're not. They're the not born the same no, year. But no, no, my, my brother Paul's a baby. Um, they're, they're both <laughs> Capricorn fives, though. Um, Paul's the 5th, and and, and uh, he's the 5th of January, and Tony's the 14th. But when you do the math, that all adds up to the same year cycle every year. It's a five, right? Yeah, they're both fives. They're they're Capricorn fives, as I say. Yeah. Right. So. Oh, wow. So, yeah. They ride, as I say, they ride in time together. They so do. Yeah, they always have the same cycles. And they'll have the same cycles happen to them um, via the collective way of looking at astrology's horoscopes. And then, you know, their natal charge is what totally differentiates what will happen to them on a more deeper level. But the personal year cycles via numerology will, will be the same. Um, and then pinnacle cycles and all that other stuff, that'll be different because they're not born the same year. So that'll calculate out different, too. Because, I mean, uh, numerology is so extensive. You get a numerology birth chart just like you do in astrology. It's not as complicated looking as, as that astrology wheel is, but um, <laughs> but there's there's layers of things that numerology can tell you, um, you know, in multitudes of ways. So it's it's another in-depth subject. But what what's fun about numerology is not as hard to grasp as the, the 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 workings of astrology, um, and I don't know whoever came up with the terminology of astrology, but all they wanted to do was confuse everybody. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, it, numerology doesn't really have a language that is that hard to grasp once you, like, you know, start to understand it. But astrology, I mean, they came up with all these weird things, and they say you have 12 houses, and nobody can relate to that. You know, it's like you have to really to, to um, break down, you know, astrology in layman's terms. It's like you, you've got to redefine the vocabulary of it so that a person can understand it. Because it's like talking to a doctor. If you really just use the vocabulary of astrology, nobody understands what the hell you're talking about if they don't right. know what astrology is about. Um, it, it, it becomes very complicated to somebody and overwhelming, um, which is why, you know, I always say, you know, hey, if you're reading the hit or miss horoscope in the newspaper, you know, and there, there's no value in astrology to me on that level. I mean, you really need a birth chart done. Uh, right. You really need to sit down with an astrologer that you resonate with. And someone, you know, that, you know, you get a, you know, just get your, just use your gut about who you think you might want to work with. Because there's so many of us, trust me. I mean, there's, and every astrologer, what's really cool too, is every astrologer has a different flavor in what they do. Um, I advise getting your chart done by a couple of different people. Um, because everybody's going to give you another piece of your puzzle. Um, right. And pretty much affirm what you already know. Because that's really what I believe a good healer, psychic, guide, spiritual teacher really does for the the person that they're working with is that they're really not telling them what to do. They're giving them a, a path to say, here's what your free will can do. These are the options you have and the choices that you can make. Because if anybody's really telling you how to live your life, then that's not to me, that that's not that grave advice because they're not leaving it up to you. Um, I believe we need to make our choices. 
um, with guidance. That, that's an occupational hazard of a psychic. Uh, what people tend to do is they come, you give them a reading. What you're really doing is it's like you're the mirror. You know, yeah. I can't put on makeup without using a mirror. So I use the mirror to put on my makeup and guides me, okay? Same thing yeah. when someone comes for a psychic reading. We're your mirror. We're seeing what's going on with you, what your options are. We're giving you the information from our guides and angels or what have you so that you can then do what you need to do. But the person has to make the decision, and they have to go by their free will, which is a lot of times when it involves another person or say it involves a job interview where a manager or a group of managers are making a decision, we really can't give someone a, a definite answer because there's still a decision out there that has to be made on the other side. You know, if the decision's already made, then yeah, we could get, we could get an answer. But people tend to want the psychic to Gives them a definite yes, no on decisions. They tend to then want the psychic to live their lives for them because I've had people have a reading with me on a Saturday and then called me on uh, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday wanting me to make the decisions and live their lives for them. And I say, but that's not what this, <laughs> that's this, not what this that's is. not what this is for. That's have have you seen those? What 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 is it for, Geico? And and you know like the guy's like taking a he's like photocopying his face and he's like oh yeah selfie. selfie and the girl goes that's not how, and the other woman they're like that's yeah. not how this works how it works yeah, <laughs> that, yeah. And, and it's true that's not how you know if you're really seeking you know advice from someone who is either a psychic or an astrologer or whatever kind of seer that they are. We're not here to give you your answer. We're here to guide you, to help you make the answer. That is what, you know, I always stress. I, I say, and I have it right on my services page on my website, I say I am not here. I don't predict anything in your right. life. I'm right. here to forecast. I forecast for you. It's just like the weather. You have the, and it's better than the weather. You control that forecast. Nobody else. Exactly. <laughs> you know? Well, you know, at this point, Sharita, I am going to, they just told me 90 seconds, I am going to thank you very much for being on the show and for giving us the information that was really, for me, that was an eye-opener. I enjoyed that information on the senses and, and everything, and I uh, just want to let the people know, you can get a hold of Sharita at www.sharitastar.com. She's also on Facebook. She's on Twitter. I don't know if she's on LinkedIn, but most yeah, social LinkedIn. media. Uh, if you go to my site, you'll see all the social media places to go right there, too. So, yeah, and connect with check me. Her, check her out Monday night and on her uh, radio show. What's your sign? I have your number. And yeah. thanks a lot, Sharita. And I hope you'll come back at another time and do this again. I look forward to it anytime. Um, you just Great. let me know. Would love to. Thank you so much for having All me, right. having me, and thank you very much to your listeners as well. And right. not namaste. Namaste. <laughs> okay. Oh, right. All right. Thanks. Take care.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.